Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I am so excited you've chosen to spend some time with me today. Um, Today's going to be a fun, quick, short, sweet episode for you. I have some really amazing interviews coming up over the next couple weeks, so you'll get a chance to uh, stop listening to just me um, and listen to some amazing guests that I have on. But I wanted to take some time today to talk a little bit about the Overnight Trainer Method. And this is the method that I use to coach and train all of my clients. This is the method that we use to help them land the most incredible roles in L&D and beyond, in all honesty, um, at the price and at the value that they're worth. And I say that because I've heard so often, and I've heard this more and more recently of like, oh, it's okay, like money doesn't matter, or oh, I'll take a step back to move forward. And I hear that, and I totally get where people are coming from with that, but I really, really believe if you have the skills, the drive, the desire you know, to get into learn, to want to be in learning and development, there is a role for you that will pay you what you are worth and what your value is that will not be taking a step back. Just because you are transitioning into learning and development does not need, mean you need to take a step back into an entry-level position. Oh, there are so many different types of positions that you are qualified for that don't necessarily mean that it's entry level. And that's the only thing you can look for if you're transitioning in. I think there's a huge, huge misconception in, in transitioning into any new, um, new industry that you have to start from the bottom. And that's something I spend so much time on with my clients is understanding you have these amazing, incredible transferable skills how do we transfer them into the language of learning and development and sell yourself? So I say that because this method is really, really unique in the fact that it combats that. And at the core of what I do, it's helping people land these incredible roles at the value that they are worth. I have had clients who have turned down their first, second, third, and fourth offers that they got because we coached through that they weren't the right offers for them. It was not the right value for them. They weren't being valued for what they brought to the table. And trust me, it paid off in the end for them getting the most incredible roles, the most incredible companies, making life-changing money. And so you can have it all, right? You really can have it all. And this method really walks you through it. So I wanna walk you through the four steps um, and the four step overnight trainer method. And I teach this to all of my clients, all of my coaching clients. This is what we spend our time going through. So the first part of the overnight trainer method is 
identifying your niche. And I did a whole podcast episode on this. So you can go back. I think it's episode three. Pretty sure it's episode three. And I have a whole guide on this. So a free guide. So if you go to uh, www.theovernighttrainer.com slash nailing your niche, uh, you can pull up a whole guide on this. So this is the first thing that I spend the probably the most amount of time with my clients figuring out. Because with all the transferable skills that you have from whatever industry you're in, whether it's public education, whether it is um, in higher education, whether you're in customer service, in marketing, whatever you're in and wanting to transition into L&D with, you have these incredible skills. And so with those skills comes a huge and a wide array of options of what you could actually do in learning and development. And so we really figure out what skills do you have that you want to utilize in your next role? And I say that because I have clients who come to me all the time and they'll say, oh, I wanna be an instructional designer. And I use this example a lot because it happens a lot. Oh, I wanna be an instructional designer. And my first question to them is why? And usually what I get from a lot of people is, oh, well, so-and-so was a teacher and they became an instructional designer. Or, oh, it's the, I know it's a, a great way to get out of, of K through 12 education. And there is nothing wrong with being an instructional designer. I do a lot of instructional design. Uh, I would say it's one of, one of the skills that I have that I absolutely love. My very best friends are instructional designers. I surround myself with the very best instructional designers. So it's a wonderful, wonderful, rewarding role to have within learning and development. But it's not the only role. And so I challenge my clients, and they come to me and we really work on this, is really figuring out what is your niche? Where, what kind of role do you wanna have in learning and development? And this is so, so, so important because this helps you figure out the type of roles you should be looking for. You know, I hear and see people who have applied to 100, 200, 300 jobs with no luck. And what that often says to me is that that person really hasn't figured out what their niche is. Because my clients ask me all the time, how many jobs should I be applying to per week? And the ones who worked with me for a while, um, once you start working with me for a couple of weeks, you know that I will never answer that question because it's so much of a quality over quantity. You hear it all the time, it's a numbers game, it's a numbers game, it's a numbers game. It's not a numbers game, right? It's an alignment game. It's really figuring out the right role at the right company. And that's what figuring out your niche is all about. So again, I have a guide that's on this. Again, it's www.theovernighttrainer.com slash nailing your niche. And it will really help you figure out what your niche is. You know, it's again, it's so, so, so important because then once you really figure out your niche and your niche is not only like the title of jobs, right? Because that can actually vary. And I'm sure in your learning and development search, you've seen that, you know, someone could call it a coordinator, someone could call it a specialist, it could be a manager directly. There's a million different types of titles that you can have, but it's really figuring out what are the skills that I have that I want to use in this next role, in this learning and development role. And what are the types of roles that show up when I start searching for those skills? And with that, on top, you know, really on top of that is figuring out, okay, now that I know the type of skills and the type of role that I want to have, what type of company do I want to do this for? 
And it, you know, it's easy to start off. I have clients who are like, you know, the Disney's and the apples, and those are awesome and amazing. And yes, sure, you know, let's go for it. But I always challenge them and say, well, what is it about the Disney's and the apples? Because yes, they're sound sexy, right? It sounds really sexy to have that on your on your resume. It sounds like a great place to work, right? But what is it about them? Like, what values do they have? How do they take care of their employees? What does learning look like within those organizations? Why are you drawn to that? And then it's so then it's beyond beyond the sexy name of the Disney, the apples, the whatever. It's more than that. It's looking at companies that have those same type of values. So really understanding, you know, what is it that I am looking for? Because you are looking for a company ultimately that's in alignment with your values. And by values, that could be uh, you know, interpreted in a million different ways. But you know, for example, I had a company that I worked for that their core values were um, concern, creativity, passion, and perfection. And they always said, I learned this from them, they always said that they never they didn't hire people and teach them their values. They hired people who already had them. And so the same thing goes goes for you, right? Like you're not gonna look to join a company and learn their values and learn to value their values. Right? You're gonna look for a company that already has values similar to what you have, that values that align with who you are as a person, as an employee, as a coworker. And so it's really important when you're figuring out your niche, it's more than just, well, what position am I going for? It's what type of company? Um, also, too, like what size company is it? Do you want to be a small fish in a big pond? Do you want to be a big fish in a small pond? Do you want to be a medium fish in a medium-sized pond? Right? What type of impact do you want to have? You know, I think it's important. You know, I'm working with a couple clients right now who are really meant to be big fish in small ponds, meant to go in, make waves, set strategy. You know, really pave the way forward, and when they're looking at companies and they're the small fish in a big pond, right? Something's not exciting to them about it. Even though it's a great company and has great values, the role isn't the right role for them. So remember, it's always about looking for the right role at the right company. So what size company, what values do they have? You know, an important thing is too, is like, what's your relationship with like, with your direct supervisor? What type of team do you wanna be on? You know, all of those things are really important to figure out before you start your job search, because this will help you narrow down a lot of heartache. Because what I notice happens so often is that when my clients are applying to job after job after job after job, but it's not quite hitting the mark on being aligned, rejection happens more and more and more. And then you get in that cycle of like, oh, like oh, I wasn't good enough for that role or okay, now I've gotten my fifth rejection this week or 10th rejection this week or 100th rejection this year. And it just gets you in that negative headspace and negative cycle. And oftentimes, if you really do like do the legwork and really go back and say like, was I super in alignment with this or did I just apply for the sake of applying? And in my coaching program, that's why understanding your niche is so important because I am very, very anti-applying for the sake of applying. Um, it should be applying with alignment and that this fits your niche. It's the right role at the right company because the wrong role at the right company or the right role at the wrong company, sure, maybe you'll get an interview, maybe you'll you know get an offer, but even when you get there, it's not gonna be a great experience. 
I always say with my clients, my goal is to, you know, for not to not to see you all again in a year, right? The goal is that you're getting this incredible job and that, you know, years and years and years from now, maybe we're working together to get you to that amazing, like high level position. But we're not working together so that in six months, a year, when you're miserable in your role, you're calling again. And so that's why finding your niche is so, so, so important. And it took me a long time to really figure out that this was such a key, key, key part. But as I started working with more and more people and finding that those who were super clear on what they wanted to do, who they wanted to do it for, what that looked like, what their why was, found jobs quicker, more in alignment, had a lot less rejection. And and think about it too, right? Like, oh, I can go on and on about this of, when you apply to less jobs, like that is less cover letters, less resume updates. Like the amount of time it takes for us to apply to jobs is ridiculous, right? It's exhausting. And so clients come to me and they're like, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, no, no doubt. Like I would be exhausted too. So really honing in on your niche and being able to use that as a gut check throughout your job search of, is this the right role and the right company for me? And and, do they have the right values? Are we in alignment with that? Is this role gonna pay me what my worth is? All of those things, because that will help save you from applying to the wrong roles at the wrong companies. And so that's why finding your niche is so important and that's the first step in the overnight trainer process. The second step is really focusing and honing in on your transferable skills. This is a big one right now. I just did a LinkedIn post about this as well, and I was so encouraged to see so many people join in on the conversation because your transferable skills are incredible. I'm just going to tell all of you that right now. There are very few, if any, I was even challenged by someone to ask, actually answer if there were any skills directly and only related to learning and development. And it was a very challenging question. So, which is a great thing, right? That means that the skills that you have, like there are very, very, very few skills, if any at all, that are strictly for learning and development. So that means that you already have the skills within you to do what is in alignment with you. So once you found your niche, right, that's that already says you have the skills and the capabilities to do that role. So the second part of the overnight trainer method is really honing in on these transferable skills and being able to develop a resume, a cover letter, a portfolio to that that is evergreen. So one of the big things that I really work with on my clients is once we figure out what your niche is, we really tailor a resume towards that, which means that you are not having to recreate your resume every single time you apply for a job, right? We do the same thing with your cover letter, right? We create a cover letter, a, a template, a, a fluid template, I would say, uh, that is, is again, evergreen. So you're able to customize it for every job you're applying to, but it's not rewriting and recreating the wheel every single time. So it's really understanding that you have these transferable skills, but how do we show that on paper? And it's really, really important to highlight these and be able to explain them. So that's something I work a lot with my clients as well, is really being able to explain and tell a story of these transferable skills. 
So step number two in the overnight trainer method is really truly understanding your transferable skills to craft a resume, a cover letter, a portfolio if needed, right? So not every position needs a portfolio. I have been in this industry for over a decade and I do not have a portfolio and have never had a portfolio. Um, so it depends on the role that you're going for. So don't think that you all need to have portfolios, but it really is about crafting that because once you know your niche, it's really, again, easy to develop your, your resume, your cover letter, because you're going to be speaking to the same types of people and the same types of roles every single time you apply. And so understanding your skills is really, really important. And I would challenge you to really think about all the skills that you have that you're doing in whatever job that you're doing right now and write them down and to really be able to think about, okay, how would I be able to tell the story of doing this skill, let's say customer service or project management, right? How would I be able to tell that story and give an example of it and relate it back to how that could be used in the corporate world? And so in our coaching program, we spend a lot of time really going through these transferable skills because it's, it's almost like learning a new language, right? It's the same meaning, but it's, it's a new language. And so becoming familiar with the terms and the L&D terms um, in my uh, coaching program and, I, and in my group coaching program that I'm launching, I have, um, I give everyone access to my signature um, course, which is the Overnight Trainer course. And what I find most helpful about that course, and sorry if you hear bopping around up there, and now my dogs are upstairs. Um, but what, what people find so helpful, well, one of the things people find so helpful about that course is that it teaches vocabulary. And so most of my clients, even though they are technically outside of the learning and development world, they watch the course, they go through it, and they're like, oh wow, I actually knew all this stuff, or I know most of these things, I just didn't know it was called that. I didn't know it was called a needs analysis. I didn't know it was called, um, you know, adult learning theory, right? So it's like they know all of these things from their experience, so don't know what it's called. So step two is really identifying what are the transferable skills that I have and putting them down in a resume, cover letter, portfolio that really highlights those skills. Then we have step number three, and that is all about marketing yourself. So networking, 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 networking. The majority of my clients get their jobs through networking. So they, we create together, we craft a, a really specific um, networking plan. But I have a whole episode on networking where I talk about the rule of thirds. And first and foremost, if you are a job seeker, especially if you're a job seeker in learning and development. When you get on, when you hop on LinkedIn, if you're not on LinkedIn, get on it immediately. So we'll start there. But when you hop on LinkedIn, if you're scrolling for 30 seconds and you haven't seen several job posts from hiring managers or recruiters in the L&D world, that tells me your network is not working for you, right? So your network is your net worth and that is a true as hell statement. So going back to the rule of thirds is really your your network should look like this a third should be 
people who are in kind of your same situation or your same type of role, the type of role that you want to be in, right? So let's say that you are a teacher and you're trying to become an instructional designer. A third of your network should be people who are in teaching roles, people who have become instructional designers, instructional designers, period. So people who are kind of in that same realm as you. So a third of your network should really be that. Then a third of your network should be people who are in that next role and above to you. So let's say that you wanna be an instructional designer. A third of your network should then be maybe instructional design managers or directors of instructional design or learning and development managers and directors of training. So just kind of that next step ahead um, of people to, to, to learn from. Really that's kind of a, that, what's that next phase for, for you going to be. Um, so really being able to learn. And a lot of times those are the people who you, who you will see post different jobs, right? So if you're connecting and you're, you're, you're networking with people who are in manager and director levels, well, when they're hiring for their team and they're posting it on LinkedIn, you're going to see that and you're going to see it first. And the last third is more of kind of, I call it the free for all, but it's more of the inspiration, right? So these are high level people. So maybe CEOs and chief learning officers or, um, thought leaders in, in, in the learning and development world, people who motivate you in general or inspire you in general could have nothing to do with learning and development. Um, but really, these are people who motivate you, who are thought leaders, who inspire you. All right, so the goal would be that as you're scrolling through your LinkedIn, you're seeing you know a third of what you should be seeing should be people in your same boat, in that same world as you, um, same kind of part of life and part of career as you. Then a third of it should be people who are in the L&D space from a, a next level, right? So that their managers, so L&D managers, uh, program managers, directors. Um, and then that final third should really be people who inspire you, thought leaders, authors, um, you know, visionaries, just people who really bring light and joy and learning to, to your feed. So you really want to make sure that your network is working for you and then connecting with people. So again, going back to your niche, you can't do any of this without finding your niche is once you start to figure out what are the type of companies that have the values that you do, then you're really able to dive in and say, okay, let me reach out and start to connect with people at these companies. And it's not in the, in the way of like, give me a job or, Hey, are you hiring? It's more along the lines of, of, hey, you know, I am interested in working for a company like this one day. I'd love to hear about your, you know, your, your path, the way that you got here. I'd love to learn more about you and, and connect. And so, and again, it's, it's not about what can you give me or, hey, I applied for this job, I just wanted to tell you. You know, it's about creating meaningful connections. They might not have a position available, but about creating those meaningful connections with people because that's what comes back to you. So. Step three of the overnight trainer method is all about networking, 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 and really making sure that your network is working for you um, and not working against you, right? I know for me, when I, I worked in sales and in property management before I worked in learning and development. So for years and years and years, my feed was all property management and never learning and development. So I never saw opportunities um, or really learned or met other people in the L&D world um, until this really, on all honesty, this past year when I started really focusing on making my network work for me. And I've met the greatest friends 
who are, who were strangers who I've never met in real life, um, through LinkedIn and networking and have had, you know, some of the greatest experiences. Um, and through my networking, I've been able to help some of my clients get roles. And so again, it just keeps, it's a gift that keeps on giving as long as your network is working for you. All right. So then the last step of the overnight trainer method is preparing for the interview and interviewing. And so with this, it's really, really important to keep in mind, and I'll give you my, my biggest secret, uh, one of them at least, is, is to make sure that you are able to tell a story. And so one of the things I do with each of my clients as they're preparing for their interviews is to go through the job description line by line. And I say, okay, tell me about a time when you, and I read the line of the job description. And I make sure they're prepared to with a story. And again, your story could be anything, right? It could be anything that, that's transferable. Uh, but really, how can they tell a story about what they've done for each of these? And um, I have a, a po podcast interview coming out with Jess Omley uh, in a couple of weeks. And one of the things we talked about was, was hiring and interviewing. So I'm going to save some of that, actually. So keep, keep you on your toes a little bit for that one to come out because You'd love to. I, it's gonna be really great to hear from an L and D hiring manager about this particular topic. Um, but we talked about how you know when getting asked those questions or asking those questions as L and D hiring managers, and people say, "Oh, that happens all the time," or "Oh, wow, that's you know that that's that's such a great question." You know, there's been so many examples I can think of. How can I pick just one? And those kind of stalling tactics. And and from a L and D hiring manager perspective, you know, we see that and, and we understand that. And so, you know, really being able to come to the interview prepared. Um, with a story, right? With, with your story straight. And so once you and once you get that done and get that you know written down on paper, these are stories you can use over and over and over again. So it really is that first one or two interviews that you're really writing down these stories, but they become second nature for you. So that's part of the preparation. You know, another part of the preparation, and I did a, a LinkedIn post on this a while ago, is setting yourself apart from the competition. And so to do this, there's a couple different things that you can do. Um, one of the things that I talk a lot about with my clients is going beyond a presentation. So if you are at a phase in the interview process where you have to deliver a presentation, it's about going above and beyond with that. And not so much with the actual presentation itself, which of course is important, but what can you do ahead of time? And so a couple of things that I recommend to stand out here, um, I'll give you, give you two secrets. <laughs> uh, it's already in the LinkedIn post, so it's already out there. But one of them is to use a survey function to survey the, um, to survey the participants of your presentation before you facilitate them. So uh, for example, at a job interview that I did once, I had to create a, uh, presentation on allyship in the workplace. And so prior to um, my facilitation and presentation of that, I uh, sent out a survey to all the participants and sent it to the recruiter who sent it to them. I'm um, asking them just one simple question or a couple, I think it's two questions is, you know, the first one was how would they define the term ally? And the second one was on a scale of one to five, uh, where did you feel on your allyship journey? And this is important for two reasons. The first one, the first question is, I actually utilize that 
you know, the, what's the, you know, how word that, how would you describe an ally or, or define an ally? I use that in the presentation. And so in the beginning, I did a little icebreaker and then you know, I popped up on the screen, everyone's definitions of allies. And I use that as a talking point to talk about how we all see allyship differently, uh, especially in the workplace. And so I, I use their own words. And it really stood out to them that their their own words were there on the screen. Rather than me just giving a presentation on what the quote unquote definition of allyship was, I really brought everyone into the fold. And it made it, like I said, made a really big difference and it really impressed them. Another thing that I suggest too is along uh, similar lines of sending something ahead of time is creating a small course. So let me let me back it up for a second. It's probably like, Sarah, what? Creating a course? <laughs> That's insane. And so when you think about it, um, for those of you that have been on um, L&D interviews or have gotten to this point, you know that typically they say to you, you know, uh, <laughs> what? they give you how many minutes? 10, 15, maybe 20 if you're lucky to, to present. And the reality is it's really hard to train someone, um, you know, and get your point across, right, in, in 10, 15, 20 minutes, because you typically want to do some sort of icebreaker, some sort of conversation. Um, you have to get your point across. You usually want to add some sort of activity in there to wrap it up, to show that kind of multifacetedness. And so to actually facilitate, you probably have like six or seven minutes, um, which is really nothing. Um, and so what I like to do is to encourage my uh, clients to create, it can be a small, simple, uh, you know, small, simple course, but utilizing things like Articulate Rise ahead of time. So for example, um, I had a client who did a presentation and her presentation was on how to propagate plants, which was awesome because I also learned a lot from that. And so rather than doing a whole session on how to propagate, she created in Rise very quickly um, an entire um, entire little module on what propagation is, um, what's different types of, of propagation. I, again, all stuff I learned from it because I didn't know, um, and really kind of went through the, the basics of it, had a survey there on the end, and then utilized that as um, information for the actual presentation. So rather than in her actual presentation having to go through what is propagation, why is it important, blah, 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 that already was information was delivered via her e-learning that she sent over, which means that in her actual facilitation and in the presentation she was giving, she was able to utilize those precious moments, those precious minutes that we have to do a demonstration, um, to do a quick little recap and then actually physically demonstrate um, and do an activity around it. And so doing things like that will really, really set yourself apart um, from other people who are just showing up and just doing uh, facilitation and calling it a day, right? So it's, it's about showing the breadth of your skills. And again, things like Articulate Rise uh, have a very, very, very low um, entry point to them. So it's it, because they are very user friendly. And once you get the hang of doing one, um, it becomes second nature to you. Um, so it's just, again, really important to think about. And the, it's the fourth step of the method, which is setting yourself apart in the interview process. And so 
we have our four steps. <laughs> um, very, you know, I again thought this was going to be short, but you all know me. I can talk forever and ever and ever. Um, but the first one, again, understanding your niche, really honing in on it, the right role at the right company. Second part is identifying those transferable skills, putting them in a resume, cover letter, portfolio, being able to sell that story. The third one is your networking, networking, networking plan to make sure that you're networking for success, you're seeing opportunities, people are seeing you. And lastly, preparing for the interview and standing apart and standing out. And so I am teaching all of this, giving away all the secrets um, with a very, very, very small group um, of group coaches uh, that are starting in a few weeks. <laughs> so today when this goes live, will be uh, Tuesday, May 18th. Um, in the next two weeks, we'll be launching the program, um, but it is open now for registration. So I have the Overnight Trainer Signature um, eight-week group coaching program that is open and it is available now for registration. It will start in just a few weeks. Uh, and I'm teaching everything. Everything that we just talked about today, we, I, we are, I am teaching you. So it'll be a mix of um, eight, well, it will definitely be eight weeks of um, coaching sessions with me and with special guests. We'll have a lot of special guests from the L&D world joining us. Um, it'll be hot seat coaching sessions as well. So let's talk about your specific problems that you're going through, uh, wins, challenges, get, you'll get uh, coaching through that. Um, then there'll be online modules. So you'll have online modules on everything from identifying your niche to how to write your resume in a cover letter. Um, you will have online modules on networking, templates on what to send to people, uh, you will have information on how to stand out in resume, I'm sorry, how to stand out in your interview process, all the tips and tricks to do that, templates for that as well. Um, and all that will be available to you. We'll have a, a really small group for this first one. Uh, we'll be having a chat group in between all of us as well. So you'll be getting a lot of coaching from me through the group uh, chat as well. So, so many great things that are gonna be coming up in this program. I am keeping it very, very, very small, very limited, um, only opening up a few seats. So. I already have a handful of seats uh, taken um, from my VIP pre-email list. Um, I also put it out on LinkedIn uh, just a few days ago. So if you are interested in joining the program, um, I will put the link in the show notes for you as well so you can grab the link to that. Um, but I am offering for this first cohort only 50% off. So 50% off, so in the show notes, um, you can also find this on my LinkedIn as well. Um, I'm offering 50% off, so the, the code will be in the show notes for this episode also. Um, if you have any questions about the eight-week group coaching program, you can always email me, hello at theovernighttrainer.com. Um, but we are going to spend a lot of time together in this group going through everything that I just talked about today. So the people who are in this group will get coached from me on this method, will get all the secrets that I give to my one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, and it'll be, you know, we're gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun, we're gonna get some great jobs, we're gonna make a lot of money. Uh, the group is just, so far, the people who are in it are so spectacular. Um, so anyone who's looking to join, if you are tired of throwing spaghetti at the wall, tired of applying to job after job, if you need to clarity on what type of roles you should be applying to help with your resume, all of those things, 
I am here for you. And so the doors are officially open. Um, the program will begin in just a few short weeks. Um, I know we have Memorial Day coming up, so I'm trying to work out, work, work out what's gonna work best for the group as well. So just a few short weeks will be getting started. Um, it's an eight week long program and designed to really help you navigate through the L&D job space and get the job of your dreams. So again, thank you all for listening today. Uh, I hope you got some more insight on the overnight trainer method. I was planning on this being probably a 15 minute episode and now it's like a 38 minute episode. Um, but it's just such a, the method works. It really does work. And so I'm excited to welcome everyone to the group coaching program. I can't wait to get started and I can't wait to see where you all are in just a few short weeks. So have a wonderful, wonderful day and get pumped. We have uh, two awesome guests coming on the show over the next two weeks who I know you will love as much as I do. So I'll see you all soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.